Join AIA's Clay Hall as he interviews guests who will share their successes and sometimes challenges that we can all learn from. We don't just dip our toes into the most important issues in the promotional products industry. We cannonball into them to help entrepreneurs grow and succeed in this ever-changing promotional products industry. Welcome to On Air with AIA. I'm Clay Hall, and I'm really honored today to be joined by Bill Petrie, Managing Partner at Brandivate. Bill, welcome to the show. Clay, there's nowhere I'd rather be right here, right now. Love it. Hey, before we jump into this, man, so how are you? How's your family? Everybody staying healthy? Healthy, not wealthy, and probably not wise, but we are surviving and just uh, making the best of it, I think, I think as the rest of us are. Right on, man. Right on. Hey, so you, uh, you know, we talked about a week ago or so, and you're on at Provo Corner, kind of came to yep. an end. Tell me a little bit about that, and um, you know, and then you kind of launched this new deal. Yeah, had a great three-year run at Provo Corner as president. I really have a lot of ton of uh, love and respect for the Moore family. Um, you know, it just came to a point where um, their vision for the company, and, and they're the owners of that organization, uh, didn't really jive with where my head was at, where I wanted to go in terms of growing the business. And uh, obviously there were some financial pressures uh, due to the coronavirus. And so, you know, instead of just kind of sitting back and wondering what's gonna happen and when's it gonna happen, Joel Moore and I just sat down and had a very adult conversation and we decided, you know, maybe it's best if, if we, uh, we part ways. And so it was really that simple. I, I know nobody believes that. Everybody thinks it's always some sort of sinister, oh, they said it was mutual. So somebody got fired or somebody quit. No, it wasn't like that. It was a very mutual parting. Um, I, I still talk to Joel. Um, I, I, I love what they're doing over there. They're going in a, a different direction. And uh, so, you know, I the way I look at it, I was the guy to get them from point A to point B, and they're going to go from point B to point C, and they're going to have either do that internally or have someone else help them. And, and I want them to experience wild success. Uh, I just wasn't really thrilled with doing content every single day on a live basis. And that's not what I wanted to do anymore. Sure, yeah, I, I get it. So you leave Promo Corner and then you launch Brandivade. Yep. Uh, so help, help me with that, because right, launching a promo company, middle of a pandemic. Uh, yeah, I'm not very smart, Clay. Um, <laughs> so I, you know, when when things were coming to an end with Promo Corner, you know, the next, lo next logical question is what's next? What are you going to do? How are you going to do it? How are things going to manifest themselves? Because I'm not independently wealthy and I, I do need to make a living. And uh, so I got together with um, the person who was my creative director at Promo Corner, Kelsey Cunningham. And we've been friends for a long time and, and she and I did great work there. And we talked about what we both wanted to do moving forward in terms of the industry. And we, we decided to go ahead and start a business because we see a gap. Um, I see a huge gap on the service provider side where nobody is really experiencing um, soup to nuts, full marketing and advertising services. And from that, I mean, there are people out there who are independent consultants that do wonderful things in terms of giving great ideas but there's no one out there taking those ideas, creating the actual product that goes along with them, whether it's an online digital flyer or actual advertising campaign, executing that and actually delivering that to the target audience. And so we see that gap um, of, of in filling that. So especially on both, well, actually on both supplier and distributor side. So um, with her expertise in, in branding and my expertise in sales and our mutual expertise in marketing, 
we thought, well, we're both pretty dumb. Let's do this together and see if we can be less dumb. And uh, so far, so good. So, you know, fortune favors the bold. And uh, there's always opportunity in a crisis. And uh, I think we're seizing on that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting you talk about, you know, the brands in your name and you just touched on an area where I see a gap as well, where a lot of folks in our industry, from my perspective, um, focus a lot on the product. Yep. And you know, we get a logo on that product, but we don't really get down to the, the brand standards, the brand tenants, the brand yeah. stories, and those pillars of how does that product support that brand. And I think they're starting to evolve. Yeah, we, we hope so. I mean, that's one of the things I look at. If you look at the advertising internally in our industry, it's a, usually a virtual eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, a PDF with six products on it, with font sizes less than two points, with all sorts of industry codes on it. And, and that doesn't entice anybody to do anything. That doesn't move anybody to action. You know, suppliers have a tough gig in our industry. And I don't think a lot of distributors realize that they are inherently relying on distributors, much like, you know, the audience we're talking to right now to be their salespeople to their end users. So think of it this way. You own a company, you're, you're producing product and you have a sales force that you don't know if they're telling your story at all. And if they are telling your story, you don't know if they're telling it in the way you want them to tell it. And so my and Kelsey's vision is how do we help suppliers help distributors tell that story? Because, it act, you know, if we can do that and then connect them with the ultimate end user, it really helps everybody because the law of reciprocity, you know, states so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting um, to me, you know, that you guys would, would kind of stake out here. I, I agree with you. I think, um, you know, a crisis does create opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I think we're seeing that right now in the industry as well, you know, particularly given that, you know, the, the shift to PPE and some other things that the industry yeah. has done, uh, it just shows that flexibility and the, the, the great nature of the ingenuity that's out there. No question. No question. Um, hey, so I wanted to give you some kudos before we move, move forward here, man. Um, so this podcast was really uh, an outgrowth of Melissa Hain, our marketing manager, and myself attending one of your sessions in Las Vegas in 2019. Correct. And she said, Bill's doing a class in January. Let's go. I'm like, Great. We got in there and you laid it out and made it easy. And so by, I think, April or May of 2019, we'd launched a podcast. And that's awesome. Inspired by what you, you know, you and Kirby uh, do, you know, we're doing all the time there for a mm -hmm. while. Yeah. Um, and I know that that podcast came uh, to an end, but now it you've did. launched another one with Kirby. So tell me about that. Yeah. So we did, uh, Kirby and I did a, a four year run, uh, 206 episodes every Friday for, uh, we did, it was called Unscripted and won three pyramid awards for that one silver, two gold, and really proud of that. It was the simplest piece of con content I've ever done because we didn't edit the podcast. So it was literally just hit the switch. We put a little bumper in the front and back and go. Um, that was always a promo corner product. So when um, I left promo corner that we, we left that with it, we ended the podcast after 206 episodes, but we still wanted to do something together. So we started a new podcast called the promo upfront podcast. Um, and we call it the mullet of all podcasts because it's promo up front. And then we do something fun at the party in the back. So it's the mullet of all podcasts. We got new theme music. 
it's still a similar vein where we don't edit it. I don't know what topics Kirby is going to bring up. He doesn't know what topics I'm going to bring up. And we get honest reactions. And, and the way we've always viewed those conversations, it's conversations people are having in a bar in our industry, but not necessarily out front. And so we want to talk about some of those things and some of the concerns we have and some of the cool things we're doing too. And so we are. We just dropped episode three uh, this morning as we're recording this, so we've only got two hundred three to go until we <laughs> get to get the next one. Yeah, that's awesome. Here I am patting myself on the back for having like sixteen. But here's the thing: as I th- hopefully I mentioned in that um, class, it's consistency, right? And so for for two hundred six consecutive Fridays. We dropped podcast. Whether Kirby was on vacation, I was on vacation. There was a time my wife was in uh, the cardiac intensive care unit. We dropped a podcast because it was important to do so. Um, you know, people look at content creation as this big giant bugaboo, and, and it, it can be. But here's the thing: one of the words I hate is busy. I can I'm busy. I don't know any human on the planet who's not busy. But if you use busy as an excuse not to do something, all it means is it's not important to you. I have a lot of people that call me. If I don't call them back after four or five times when they try to call me, it's not that important to me. I hate to break it to you, but it's not. But if I but if I call you back, it's important to me. If I if if I tell you I'm gonna drop a podcast every Friday morning at seven o'clock AM Central Time, I'm gonna drop a podcast every day, every Friday at seven AM Central Time because it's important to me to do so. Right. Well, I think you hit on something really important there. Uh, for anybody that's considering you know, content and, mm-hmm. and having your cadence, it is a consistency, right? It is. And it doesn't have to be every week. It doesn't have to be every day. It can be every other week. It can be, you know, is, but as long as you know, make a commitment to yourself, if you're mm-hmm. considering doing a podcast or a blog or any piece of content, give yourself the grace to do about five of them before you decide it's working or not. Kirby and I were averaging almost 2,200 listens a week with Unscripted. We're not near that with the Promo Front podcast. We took five weeks off and we're going to have to rebuild that audience and it takes time. We're both dedicated to do it. Sure. Yeah. Well, and people find other things to do, right? And, yep. and they fill that, that void. Now, you mentioned when we talked before, you also started another podcast. Yep. So you're, uh, very prolific there. So tell me about that. That's with your partner. Yeah. So Kelsey and I, um, getting her outside of her comfort zone a little bit to do a podcast. But we wanted to kind of pull the curtains back on starting a company. You know, everybody sees the successes, right? We share on social media what we want people to see, the version of ourselves we want people to see. So people see hopefully a cool logo and great merchandise and we're doing this, that, and the next thing. But behind the scenes, there's a lot of discussions and compromises and and sometimes arguments that take place. And so it's called the What the Hell Are We Doing podcast because we don't know what the hell we're doing. We think we do. Um, it's going to be bi-weekly and we're just going to kind of have a chat, um, honestly about what we've done the previous two weeks, the challenges we had, did we overcome them? You know, how are we finding new clients? What challenges we're facing, how we're pivoting in this marketplace. And again, it's, it's kind of one of the things I've learned doing these podcasts, doing the content that, um, that we do or that I do it's, it's, uh, people see a version of me they never have. And so they're seeing the real me. So I'm, I, I always like to say, you know, Clay, I'm the same person talking to you today as I would be if we were sitting in a bar or sitting in a ball game or whatever. What you see is what you get. And I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but I'm me. And, and that raw authenticity has really benefited me greatly because it makes, I, people have told me it makes me very, very approachable. The, the best compliment I can ever get 
is when someone reads my weekly blog and they say, when I read your words, I hear your voice in my head. And I find that tremendously um, fulfilling for me. And so to me, that raw authenticity of, look, it's not always fun trying to build this business. There are times where, you know, Kelsey's frustrated with me. I'm frustrated with the process. We can't maybe agree right now on something, so we'll table it for later. I mean, most time it's great. We're having a great time, but it's real. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you know, you, you hit on something. Another point that's I, I again want to underscore is the authenticity and, and, and being true to yourself. And like you said, hey, it's, it's me. Right? Yep. And, and what and what great insight too about starting a business that will help entrepreneurs just like you are now sitting in their office, mm-hmm. right? Just them and the dog. Yeah. It's the same frustrations, right? They, we all face it. And I know our owners at AIA face them. It is. I mean, you know, we launched the we, we launched the business and then, the, you know, the, the fun of the launch was over and, we're, you know, there's the point now. All right. Now, what the hell do we do? Yeah. The excitement's over and now it's like the work starts. Yep. Holy crap, what, what, do we, what do we do? Right? Yeah. What do, what do we get into here? And so we are uh, we're excited about it. We're probably going to bring guests on who've started a business. And so we can start having more conversations with people and the challenges they faced and they overcame. So, you know, those things evolve. I'm a big believer that podcasts always evolve. It's not going to be yeah. the same thing every every time. Yeah. And I did see on social where you did send out some some merchandise. Yeah, we, we decided to identify about 25, 30 people who are friends of me and Kelsey and kind of put together a weekly uh, uh, a box. And it was one activity per day for the week. We asked them to be our brand advocates. And um, it's been uh, it's exceeded every expectation I even remotely had. You know, what ended up happening and I'm, I'm actually in the process of writing a blog about it is we unintentionally kind of put together a blueprint of how to launch your company with promo. And we in our industry do a historically very poor job of using our own industry to sell our own products and services. We're really good at telling our clients, you should buy this for that purpose. We stink at it. And so, like I said, so we, we sent out membership cards that had brand that had actual brand kit numbers on them. We did a little wheel of fortune thing and pulled numbers out of a hat. And so if they, and it's a metal card, I actually have one right here. And if, if people show us that uh, this card at a trade show, the back says, um, if you show this card to one of the managing partners within 50 feet of a bar, there's a good chance they will purchase you an adult beverage of your choice with a cost not to exceed $9 and 50 cents. So if, the idea is people people bring this card. So we did that. We did a T-shirt. We did uh, coasters. We did a really cool piece of drinkware. And then the last day is uh, uh, laser engraved whiskey stones. So just kind of fun little things to help get people excited about what we're doing and hopefully get some clients too. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And it, it, it's funny, you know, we talk about that we stink at, at promoting ourselves with, with our own uh, industry. And, you know, what I... The way I look at it is distributors spend an awful lot of time in the business, mm-hmm. but not much time working on the business. No, no. Curry, yes. this was a tremendous undertaking and it was a cost. Look, I didn't, I don't, I'm not a believer in strong arming suppliers for free stuff. I, I just don't. I, I, it just, it just makes me feel creepy. I'll, I always tell suppliers when I ask things, you know, I'd like your best price, but I'm happy to pay for it. Now, if they offer, of course, I'll take advantage of that offer, but I never, ever ask for free stuff. It's just to me, 
it feels icky. Suppliers foot so much of the bill in our industry, yeah. they just don't feel comfortable with it. So uh, we had great supplier partners that uh, gave us some great pricing, but it was still an investment plus the postage plus you know, the calorie burn all week. I haven't slept all week because I, 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 every time I turn on Facebook, I've got 10 notifications because people are doing exactly what we asked them to do. They're showing how they're using the swag and people were super creative with it. I, and Brett Schaefer comes to mind. He did this video takeoff of the Phoebe Kate scene in Fast Times at Ridgemont High where he's getting out of a pool looking at his drinkware in slow motion with the car's song uh, playing in the background. So, I mean, it's just been a ton of fun, a ton of fun. Oh, that's fantastic, man. Um, hey, before I let you go, I, I did want to uh, get your outlook on the industry because obviously you just dove into, you know, new business and we're, we're in this really incredible situation in, you know, in, in the world. Yeah. What do, you, what do you see next 12, 18, 24 months? Industry is going to shut down. We should all find other jobs. Uh, I'm joking. Uh, no, I, I, you know, our re, our industry tends to be a resilient one. It always has been, whether it's you know recessions or, or in this case, a pandemic. We're very good at uh, being nimble and very good at finding solutions to marketing challenges that may not seem obvious. So, I think there's, I think you're going to see probably about a 30 to 40% attrition in our industry where people will leave the industry and not come back. I, I do think you're going to see that. So your people who are order takers from a distributor side, your suppliers who are number 27 out of 32 that produce the same exact product and they're kind of a me too company without anything that's truly um, remarkable, they're going to drop out of the business. But I think it's going to end up making for a more creative, a more cohesive, and ultimately a better industry for us. So we're going to take a couple steps back from, you know, when PPAI releases their their numbers for promo, we're going to see that dip like we did in 2008, 2009. But I think you're going to see it come back stronger. And I think what you're going to see are companies like yours and others really help their uh, salespeople on the distribu distributor side to truly be that all-encompassing consultative marketing expert that happens to use branded merchandise as the vehicle to tell the stories as opposed to a promotional product salesperson. Yeah, no, I, and I agree with you. Yeah, I think we are going to see that consolidation. And again, you know, challenging times you know, generate innovation. And I think those Absolutely. Make it. So, so yeah, like when you ask why start a business in the middle of a pandemic, why not? I mean, let's be honest, it's, you know, when I left Promo Corner, you know, I, I had a couple of opportunities, but none of them got me excited. And this did. Very good. Well, Bill, hey, man, thanks for coming on today. Appreciate your time. My pleasure. Best of luck with Brandivate. Thank you. Uh, fun podcast, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. It's truly an honor. Clay, always good to talk to you. Yeah, you too, buddy. Take care. Thanks for listening to On Air with AIA. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and visit AIACommunity.com to join the conversation and access the show notes. Until next time, be boldly you.